just to come back to what the negative approach to anxiety is all about. Because it's easy enough to either forget or lose track of it and slightly get it wrong. Old habits die hard and our old habits are to see everything in positive terms, i.e. in terms of what we can do to change a situation, rather than in negative terms, which means allowing the situation to change by itself by not doing what we always do, which is essentially controlling. We always control. When we express it like this, it sounds very simple. And it is simple in that way, in that it's very easy to explain, it's very easy to understand. But putting it into practice is a whole different kettle of fish, so we have to look into putting it into practice more. So the first thing that we can say is that the root cause of anxiety is what we might call psychological aggression. Psychological aggression is a technical term. It doesn't mean just running around being obnoxious. It means having a serious agenda and trying to meet that agenda. So whenever we have an agenda that we can't drop, either we don't want to drop it or more likely we can't drop it, and we try and act on behalf of that agenda, that is aggression. It's dogmatic, it's inflexible, it's not capable of questioning itself. The only thing it can do is keep on pushing and pushing until it gets the resolution that it wants. That's what aggressive behaviour is. And that might seem fair enough. Try, try and try again, etc. But if we can think about it in a more subtle way, if all I can do is keep on pushing until I get the resolution that I want, the resolution that I can't question, and if this activity is actually actively causing me suffering, which it is, my attempt to control everything is causing suffering, because that's what it does. So in that case, we can see that the positive approach of never taking no for an answer, of not having, seeing failure as being an option, failure is not an option, etc. So we can see if the thing that I'm doing and that I cannot stop is causing me suffering, then this isn't such a great thing after all. I'm actually working on denial. That's the gear I'm in, the denial gear. What I'm denying is the truth of my situation. What I'm denying is the fact that no matter how long I keep on trying, in this way that I'm trying, it's never going to give me a resolution because it's coming from the wrong place. So in other words, we could just call that a type of 
very fundamental stubbornness or obstinacy. And we can also make the point that this is stubbornness or obstinacy that is wholly against us. We're not benefiting it from it at all. We're just hanging on to that agenda and hoping against hope that we can meet it. And the radical act of questioning the agenda doesn't even come into the picture. So once we explain aggression like this, we can understand that there's no way aggression is ever going to solve anything. And because of the root of my aggression is my unwillingness to trust things to be okay by themselves, we can see that it's going to cause problems. The only way things are ever going to work out is if I can trust things to work out by themselves, to be the way they are. If I can't do that, I take over the job myself. I'm not able to do the job. I can't copy nature. I can't do it myself. I can't copy a spontaneous process. All I can do is turn that spontaneous process into a directed process. A process that comes out of an agenda. A process that is directed towards a definite goal. Where things get tricky is when we come to the point where we see that aggression, in other words, trying to do something in a very serious way, and we're actually saying, this has to change. This has to be like this. It's insisting is another way of putting it. So if I see that my insisting, my inflexible ins insisting, my agenda-based activity. So if I see that that is causing anxiety, then the tricky thing is what happens next. So how do I... How do I put that, what I've just seen, into any sort of, pra into any sort of practical terms? And the, tr the reason this is tricky, the reason I'm saying that it's tricky, is because if I take against my own aggression, then it's natural that I'll try and aggress my aggression and stop myself being aggressive. Knock it on the head, in other words. So in other words, I've still got an agenda, but now the agenda is to get rid of the agenda. I'm still insisting and you know I'm insisting on not insisting. So that's a very, very tight little loop and it doesn't go anywhere because whether I'm insisting on something happening or whether I'm insisting on not insisting, it's the very same thing. I'm insisting either way so nothing has changed. So there I am in a very tight closed little loop of insisting or forcing and because that loop is so tight because it's so constrictive it's causing suffering this is the essence of neurotic suffering I'm imprisoned in that little circle of insisting 
and it's not getting anywhere, it's just spinning around and around, and as time goes on it gets tighter and tighter, more and more desperate. So the big thing is how do I get out of that imprisoning loop into a wider reality, and the wider reality is where no one is insisting on anything, no one is forcing anything to happen, where there is no control. And maybe we do need to stop to reflect on that a bit, because even though the human world, society, is all about control, control all the way, levels and levels of control, nature isn't, life isn't. So really the natural way for things to be is no forcing, no controlling, no insisting, no rules. We've gone and created a whole heap of rules which we then have to obey, which we are then imprisoned by. And we don't know how to get out of it. So what helps us here is the understanding that the one thing that we're doing that is not aggression, i.e. that does not come out of an agenda that is not trying to change things, I'm not trying to make anything be anything, is curiosity or agenda-free interest, being interested in the world without a hidden agenda. Now this is something which we lose in adulthood. It's something we have as children, but we something that we lose in adulthood, because we're all about the agendas. And as a result, we become very, very incurious. We don't have that wide-eyed sense of wonder. We're not wondering about things. We think we know it already, and that's the trap that we're in. So, it is the cultivation of actually being interested in the world for its own sake, not for our sake, that allows us to break free from the circle of controlling.